Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Blog Talk Radio. And today's the show is uh, I've forgotten the name of our show. Horses Talk, We Listen. <laughs> That's the name <laughs> of the radio show. Horses Talk, We Listen. And my name is Eileen Mercy. And um, with me, I have Orla Juliette Borier. And um, today we're talking about access consciousness and conscious horse, conscious rider, which are a body of tools in access consciousness, um, which is all about horses. So I'd just like to introduce Orla. If you're there, say hello. Did you hear me now? Hello. <laughs> Hi, Eileen. Um, how are so, you today? Yeah. I'm good, and you? Good, good. Um, I had a great time last week. We did a we had our first show last week. So today's show number two. And yes. um, um, so my name is Eileen Murphy, and I am a, cert- a certified conscious horse, conscious rider facilitator as is Orla, and um, yes. this is our radio show that we put out every weekly, usually, but not always, um, where all of the facilitators of Conscious Horse, Conscious Rider, come on and talk about horses, and answer your questions, and answer your questions about horses and access consciousness, which is where these tools were developed. Uh, in case nobody um, out there listening knows, access consciousness is a modality that um, was... Uh, <coughs> kind of invented, for want of a better word, by a man named Gary Douglas, and his co-founder is Dr. Dane here, if you check them out and um, on Facebook, or you'll find them on the web, and you might like it. It's a, it's a really cool thing to go along to classes, and you might change something, and you might not, and um, so that's where we uh, found out about Conscious Horse, Conscious Rider from doing the Access Consciousness classes. And Conscious Horse, Conscious Rider is a two-day class where you could come along and bring your horse or bring yourself or if you're terrified of horses and you never want to be in the same arena as horses, this is the class for you. It's for absolutely anybody. And um, <laughs> you can learn how to use the tools on horses and yourself. And there's a lot of um, bodywork tools that are involved in these things, which is a whole another topic. That is a, a lot of what access is about. So, Orla, would you like to um, introduce yourself really quick? Yes. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, my name is Orla Juniette Bore. Um, I'm half Irish, half French, but I've been living in Mexico for six years. And I've, I'm an access bars facilitator, body process facilitator, and conscious horse, conscious rider facilitator. So, access has all these different classes basically that we can take and teach. And so the one that we're focusing on today is conscious horse, conscious rider. But um, the other ones that I mentioned that I facilitate the body process and the bars are other one, other classes that you can also take in access. And actually mm. the body processes we use a lot in conscious horse, conscious rider, because we run, we can run these, energies of the body processes on the horses as well and that contributes to them when they desire yeah. it yeah mm-hmm. I, for me it's been the the piece that brought me into uh access was the body work on horses and uh-huh. this it's kind of a, a nice little segue into the topic of today's radio show um the fact that these body processes work where other things failed and like it all hope is lost kind of situations yeah. that I've seen. And even not those worst case scenario situations, even just the regular day to day stuff, these body processes create more than I mean, they create phenomenal results for me anyways and for a lot of people. And yeah. um the topic of today's show, which I'm about is what would it be like if you knew your horse was conscious? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) so um uh the the like in fact horses are more conscious than us in a lot of ways i don't know do you agree with that orla yeah yeah they don't worry about money they don't worry about they don't think about too many things they don't care about their social standing do they think mm -hmm. about the future and 
where they're going to be and worry about the planet. <laughs> right. So, like they're very able to be zen and present as, as you know, very much so in their own head. Exactly, because they're basically, I think the main difference is that we tend to function a lot from judgment and horses mm-hmm. don't, animals don't in general. Um, mm-hmm. So they're basically totally present with the energy mm-hmm. and we're not always because we've got all these points of views and all these judgments about everything that prevents us from being present with what actually is sometimes. Yeah. I think that's kind of the difference in, in access. They actually, in access, they define consciousness as it includes everything but judges nothing and horses yeah. don't judge whereas we do a lot of the time <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing have you, have, have you ever could you ever imagine a horse going like is into right or wrong like is it right or wrong for me to eat this apple like should I you know calories right. like, should I go over should I run more <laughs> you know if I eat that extra two pounds of hay or that extra scoop of feed I might put on a bit of weight, and which would be bad for my, you know, they don't have that kind of thought process. And you can, exactly. you can talk about it physiologically, but we're similarly designed as creatures. Like horses, they run fast for long periods of time. And that's something yeah. humans are very effective at doing is, you know, we can run marathons, we can run 50 and 100 miles in a day. So we're very similarly physiologically built but like horses never worry about what they're eating and and we do <laughs> and yeah not worrying about about what's right and what's wrong we can get on with life and um we don't need to worry about it we're not worrying about being hungry you know <laughs> and maybe it'll never happen as they say and even if it does <laughs> what can you do about it <laughs> um so yes what would it be like if you knew your horse was conscious? What would it be like? <laughs> maybe maybe we would value more everything that we receive from them. Yeah. This is it. This is the superiority. Like the superior race. Humans. We believe we're the top of the food chain. Mm-hmm. And I mean, how many times have we kind of have we like I just a simple example for me is I'm walking down the road um on my horse and there's hedges on each side of me and sitting on the horse and we're walking along and then all of a sudden the horse stops and jumps sideways. Right. And this isn't necessarily conscious thing, but it it is more conscious than me. There's a fox or something in the hedge on the yeah. inside. Is a predator to a horse in case he jumps up and bites the horse. I have no awareness at all of the fox myself in my head, but the horse is more <laughs> aware of the fox than I am. And I got this, this for me came, came about with a power line, a live power line. Mm-hmm. And that was actually about 50 feet away on the road. It was in, you couldn't see it, but it was touching a puddle and horses have metal shoes on. And um, metal and electricity and water just don't mix. And I could not get the horse would just not walk forward. He could uh-huh. like smell the electricity. I don't know. He was just he knew what he was doing. And yeah. The war <laughs> trying to get him to go down the road, but this guy knew in his head. He knew he was not going to go down there. It was not safe, and he was willing to put up with me disagreeing with him. And um, <laughs> that's one example of, of how a horse can be more conscious than us. And you can exactly. really, like the amount of times I've I've done this, I've kind of gone like, you know, you're taught, you're taught in this kind of way of keeping horses that you tell the horse what to do and tell him where to go. And if he doesn't want mm-hmm. to go there, then you're kind of, it's because he's being disobedient. But if you ask a question, maybe he knows better than you do. Exactly. Yeah, maybe there's something else going on. And yeah. actually, that example that you give is is um, really related to one of the, the tools that they teach us in the Conscious Horse, Conscious Rider workshops, which mm-hmm. is about the zone of awareness that horses have. Yeah. 
That's the tool. So yeah, yeah, it's one of one of the tools that if you come to a conscious horse, conscious rider workshop, you'll be taught this tool, which is mm-hmm. that horses naturally have a zone, we call it, a zone of awareness, mm-hmm. which can be different sizes, more or less big zone of awareness depending on the horse. Um mm-hmm. And sometimes that zone of awareness can be collapsed as well. Mm. But so yeah. what you're in your case, what your horse was, he was aware of mm. what was going on around to a larger extent than maybe you were be, being willing to be aware of in that moment. Yeah. And like, yeah, I mean, you can throw a human Well, a horse's awareness is as big as it needs to be. Like a couple of miles is actually usually what most horses mm-hmm. are, you have some kind of like the alpha mares or the stallions that can be have 10, 15 miles zone of awareness. Um, and that is collapsed. It happens with the horses that are like stabled a good bit. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, you know, they they never, like they never have, they're never out in a field where they have, so they're always in the stable or in a shed. So when they go out into a field, then they're kind of more than peripheral vision, but they're accustomed to like a 12 foot by 12 foot stable or 14 foot by 14 foot stable and little block. Mm-hmm. So when you put them out in the acre to three acre field, they're like, oh, and they get really excited and they gallop around the place for 30 seconds. That's them <laughs> kind of getting their zone of awareness back in Yeah. on top of getting a bit of a, a buck out of it. But very often they'll run the hedges and the eyes will come out and they'll look around the place and they I've always known that was them kind of checking out their zone and making themselves big and proud and, you know, warning yeah. predators that I'm out here now, so don't come near me. And with humans, yeah. we, we also have a zone of awareness and we can change it. So say if I wanted that horse was nervous and I've done this and it works, I've seen this horse prancing around the field and he's worried and maybe there's like a, a predator that we can't see or he's like seeing a machine and flashing lights and it's frightened him so he thinks it's a predator. I'll go out and match his zone of awareness. Mm-hmm. Just walk out to the field, stand there and ask. Just ask the question, this is what's great about this access consciousness and these two. Is they're so simple. <laughs> and <this is> the, <laughs> um, uh, match the zone of awareness. So you just ask for it to happen. Yeah. And it happens. And you can, the horse then kind of feels you as a presence in his space and he's calm. And you just be calm yourself. Like if obviously if you're panicking, it's, it's not going to help him either. Right. And if you match his zone of awareness, then it, mm-hmm. it helps the horse to relax and to be able to trust you more, basically. Yeah. Yeah. He gets you. And you can expand their zone as well as your zone and you can by literally just asking that and I mean we teach this it's one of the first things that we teach in our our conscious horse conscious rider classes the zone of awareness because I think maybe 70% of most of the horses these days their zone is collapsed yeah um, for one reason or another and um, um, pulling out their zone and just you kind of fling it behind you in a (laughs) in a very easy way um, so that is kind of one example of how how we know our horse is more conscious. And mm-hmm. the other thing is, um, um, we we conscious like we, we did. Did you mention the definition of consciousness? My sorry, my brain is all excited yeah. talking yeah. about bones and I, briefly, I but I'll it. say it again. <laughs> consciousness <laughs> includes everything and mm. judges nothing. Mm. It's a different, it's a different um, perspective of consciousness than what I've heard up until now. Mm-hmm. You've always had to have some point of view of how things work in this reality for mm-hmm. you to hold on to. Whereas, yeah, I think the point of view you hold on to here is that there's no point of view. You don't have to hold on to anything. Right. So whatever works for you in each ten seconds increment is what works for you, and you can change it. Just like that. So mm-hmm. um, this is where horses operate. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like it takes you, you. How many times? I mean, for me, anyways, and for anyone that's listening, that's horse horsey. How many times have you gotten something wrong? 
you know, if I was here showing Orla how to use a computer and I was mm-hmm. like, you need to kick the mouse with the left, click left finger and then you're constantly <laughs> kicking with the right finger. Yeah. Like, if you're telling the horse, constantly saying to the horse to do something wrong, end time. The mm-hmm. minute you do the right thing, the horse does it right. Whereas mm-hmm. if I told Orla something wrong 10 times, by the time I got to the 11th time, whether it was right or wrong, she'd murder me. <laughs> she was, <laughs> she'd have given up in frustration and walked away from me for, for being a useless teacher. Where, like, because of, of our human nature is to kind of think about what was going on in the past. Whereas a horse is like, you go out, get on the horse, and you did it, you jumped the fence wrong one today. You come out the next yeah. day, you jump the fence wrong. You come out the next day, you jump the fence wrong. You come out the next day, you jump. But then you get it right, and the horse is right. You get it right, and you jump the fence, and the horse doesn't knock the fence, or he jumps it comfortably, and he's happy, and he's, his confidence in you grows a bit. But he didn't ever lose it, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and this is their ability to be present and have have that kind of it's what's called consciousness, you know, have their consciousness mm-hmm. and be okay with whatever's going on, that happens, it's gone. You know, when they they do spook at the fox or they spook at the plastic bag that's going to kill them <laughs> in the head. <laughs> um, they kind of once they go past the bag they move on. You know, they don't worry about the bag yeah. coming back to get exactly. them like us <laughs> like humans may. So this is they're great teachers. I think mm-hmm. is what I'm, I'm I'm trying to come up with. They're a great teacher for even yes. like in particularly with the body work and for many people I know uh, that are listening probably haven't done a lot of uh, access consciousness body work and maybe you have and maybe you've not done it on horses but horses they're very instinctive you can just walk out to the field or walk into the stable and ask the horse what he would he like a body process which body process would he like and I can bring the manual out and hold mm-hmm. it up in front of them and they'll sniff at it <laughs> and they'll like, <laughs> rifle through it and you just turn the page and I have one guy this is one horse in particular and it's a very lazy way for me to do it I just turn the pages until he puts his nose down on the page <laughs> of, of, of the manual that you get of the conscious horse facilitators manual and sometimes you'll put it down on what's not a body process it's like mm-hmm. a conversation too and mm-hmm. um like MTVSS, he loves that one. So I go through the pages, and as soon as he comes to MTVSS, he puts his nose down. And he's this That's one. So I want you to run this one. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so they, like, you, you don't have to put your thought process into, oh, I should be running MTVSS on him because his immune system is low. No. Yeah. You let the horse tell you what to do. And mm-hmm. he'll run it, and they'll turn their butt. You know, you should run it on the forehead and the shoulder, and he'll turn his butt to you. And he wants you to run it on his butt cheeks. And you're just like, this isn't the way I was taught to do it. You let the horse decide. Because you can walk to his head and he'll turn around. And you can walk to his head and he'll turn around. And you can walk to his head and he'll turn around and he'll back you into the wall. <laughs> and he'll try yeah. and sit on you to get, him, to get you to uh, run on his butt. He loves everything being run on his butt end. But that's his head. <laughs> He's a funny pony of mine. Um, and he doesn't have, have a any... judgment about that. This is it. He doesn't know. He doesn't care. He's like, <laughs> I understand human that you want to do it this way, but this way works for me. And that's a great lesson I found for horse riding is that mm-hmm. there's the way that we were taught to do it, which was useful in that. I mean, it gets you to the place where you can um, kind of coordinate your, your arms and your legs on a horse. But when you get to that point, then you kind of ask the horse how he likes it to be done. Mm-hmm. And that produces such a bigger result. When you look at all like the top top um, riders in the world, they have so such a variety of different techniques. And every horse they get on, they'll say it themselves. Um, you, they ride these horses completely different. Every horse is mm-hmm. different, and mm-hmm. you can't. Um, and this is why they they know what they're doing themselves. And if you ask them, they'll give you all the information, and you can. Um, um, you can get out, get on so much easier and have so much more fun and ease and have a better, far greater result. So, what I was gonna, well, yes, I wanted to ask you, yeah. Orla. Um, yeah. What? <laughs> have you had any um, experience with horses and um, trying to 
engage your consciousness or <laughs> show you yeah. know where they were Yeah, I know you. what you mean. <laughs> um actually actually I think I had an experience of that this morning. So okay. that's the most I mean I've had more than that, that one but that's definitely the one that's fresh right now because it was this morning so <laughs> <laughs> Oh um, of course it's like they knew the show was on and they wanted to talk. Exactly. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um so, so this, yeah sure this morning I was uh doing some groundwork with a horse actually um it was kind of funny because first i was i was in the question about whether i i was going to ride or do some groundwork and i kind of my point of view was i want to ride but i asked okay what is going to create the most and i got that doing groundwork was going to create more than riding so Um, I started doing some groundwork and really right at the beginning within the first like five minutes or so, um, I basically, I got a scare because, so I was, um, you know, I was like lunging. I'm not sure if I'm using all the right words in English sometimes. Um, Lunging pronunciation was perfect as well. Yeah. Okay, cool. (laughs) And so basically the horse, was trying to come towards me and I wanted to get it away from me to, you know, to make it uh, run around in a circle basically. Mm -hmm. And he started coming towards me in a kind of stronger way and reared right in front of me a couple of times. Mm -hmm. And I honestly, my heart was beating pretty fast and I kind of freaked out. I was like, Oh my God, what am I going to do now? (laughs) (laughs) and somehow anyway I managed to stay alive and um, (laughs) thank god like my writing instructor was right there next to me so and he was kind of laughing at me saying oh the horse is doing great he's winning all over you and (laughs) then he when I like it got like pretty intense because the horse you know, was coming towards me quite a few times, rearing at me quite a few times. So then the instructor did come over and, um, and took, took over basically Mm -hmm. for probably five minutes or so. And Mm -hmm. I got out of the way and I was like, my heart was beating really fast. I was kind of, yeah, I was freaked out. And if I'm honest in the moment, I, in my head, I was going, oh my God, I want to go home now. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I don't think yeah. I'm any good at this. And all this stuff was going on in my head. Um, okay. But it was the, like, you know, I was going to be doing this for NAR because it was part of the lesson, basically. I was, I'm learning how to do all this groundwork right with horses right yeah. now because I've only done it like two or three times in my life so far. And so then the instructor basically showed me uh, what to do for five minutes mm-hmm. or so. He, and more than anything, he showed me what energy I needed to be with the horse for that not to happen. Because if I'm not willing to be a much more, I want to say stronger, slightly even aggressive energy, I'm going to get all walked over basically. And which is, to be honest, an energy that I have trouble being in my life in general. I know that. I'm aware of that. And <laughs> But I knew that if I wasn't willing to be that in the next moment that I was going to be working with the horse, it was not going to work. And it could even turn pretty ugly if I didn't. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah. after five minutes of kind of getting my breath back, um, it was back my turn to work with the horse Mm -hmm. and it actually worked well afterwards I managed the rest of the time I pretty much managed to work pretty well with him I didn't have any of those episodes again basically it was mostly good Um, and if I'm really honest I did feel a little bit like I was kind of fake it till you make it a little bit (laughs) because I like I was still scared like my I was my heart was still beating pretty fast and I was like oh my god but 
whatever I do, I cannot show that. I've got to be a much more present, stronger energy with this horse if I don't want him to just walk all over me, literally walk all over me. Um, (laughs) And it worked pretty well because the rest of the time was pretty good and I managed to work well with him. I even managed to get him to walk through these tires at the end really peacefully. So... (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So, what would it be like if you knew your horse was conscious? Would he be in your face showing you where you need to um, be more conscious? Yeah, I think he was trying to show me. I think they they are willing to push you to be more of you and to be willing to be all energies, whatever is required. Like, Mm -hmm. one of the things I've noticed with horses one of the questions that I'm basically constantly asking when I'm either riding or being with horses is what energy do I need to be here Mm -hmm. for whatever reason so in this Mm -hmm. case it needed to be like a more stronger energy more I'm going to say aggressive kind of a little bit I don't know if that's exactly the word but you know what I mean uh uh-huh yeah. don't walk all over me kind of energy. <laughs> yeah. um, well, <laughs> and at other times it could be, at, at other times it could be that the horse is scared and you need to be an energy that will keep him quiet. You know, mm-hmm. it could, so it's constantly asking you to be totally present and to be willing to be whatever energy is required in that moment and to be more mm-hmm. of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's it <laughs> and um, just I, I'll just a, a random just to throw you off were you using yeah. any tools kind of what during that session in your head from access tools like uh, in the moment you mean like in yeah. a moment when the horse was rearing up at me or afterwards well if you're in the hour you're in the moment and after while you were outside did you right. have any tools that you were thinking of using? So, to be honest, one of the <laughs> things is there was zero time to be thinking about anything. Like, I after the horse got like that with me, I just could not take my attention off him. I didn't take my eyes off him for one second. Mm-hmm. Because I knew mm-hmm. that if I did, anything could happen in that second. So it was more so that it my, to be honest, the only tool I was, I think I was really using constantly was what energy do I need to be right now for this to work? Mm -hmm. So I was Mm -hmm. asking that question and I was being that question energetically trying to be whatever was required for that not to happen again. (laughs) That was the tool I was using. I didn't use, to be honest, I didn't go use any other tools because I didn't even have time to think about a tool. I was just like, okay, eyes on the horse, eyes on the horse. <laughs> you were <laughs> present and in the moment, yes? Totally. <laughs> that's, that, that for sure, definitely. There was no, not even, I, I wonder did I even blink for an hour? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's it, and that's what's great about horses. And um, they do, they they will, they will show you where you're missing, you know, they will show you yeah. what you need to, um, to be, you know, because like, say, um, if one of your friends is trying to walk all over you, you yeah, know, you kind of know yeah. where you're, um, this is what they're trying to teach us. And, and, um, and like, it happens with people that people will try and walk all over you and, and, um, that, you know, some people will pretend to be a victim of the scenario and be like, well, I was being nice to her. Why wouldn't she be nice to me? And I was like, mm-hmm. you could be as nice as you wanted to the horse, but you were going to get a hoof in the face and you knew it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you're just like, okay, I got to step up here, you know. And what if we're yeah. willing to do that in our lives with everything around us and our work and, you know, we've got to step up here and, and be this energy that I'm not willing to be and I don't want to do it, but I got to do it. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I was just more, I was just, 
Bye. No, I was just going to say it's kind of funny as well that this particular energy is showing up with the horse at this time in my life because actually recently I have had some experiences with someone with a person in my life that I felt has been kind of a little bit stepping over me, kind of. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it's <laughs> funny that it's then showing up a few days later when I'm working with this horse. So That's funny. Yeah, and this is... <laughs> This is, I'm kind of the opposite, having spent, the opposite to you, having spent most of my life working with horses on a day-to-day basis. And most of these horses will try and kick you if they get the opportunity to. (laughs) I have that ingrained in me, the willingness to be whatever the energy is, whether it's, you know, come near me with that hoof and I will show you (laughs) what you can do with it. You (laughs) You don't touch me. To the point of no one, like it comes to people, like people will almost say you're you're too um um you're almost too much of a of a of a an aggressive presence. Again, that word is right. not right. It's the word you, we call it aggressive. I'm I wouldn't be calling myself aggressive, but ain't yeah, nobody it's not exactly aggressive. <laughs> but it, it yeah yeah, but then Although, I find that. If everybody is willing to... Yeah. Go on. on. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was going to say, I have heard Gary talk about aggressive presence. Not um, within access tools, he talks about that concept. And I kind of think it does apply here. It is a little bit sad. It's the willingness to be 100% present and be whatever energy is required in the moment. And if that energy is do not freaking step over me, then that's what's required. And if the energy is also at the other end of the scale of, you know, um, it's okay, I don't bite. Um, yeah. You can come up, you know, let's be friends and let's talk. Um, that's the that's what's required as well, and that's what's required. And very often yeah. you're kind of pigeonholed into being the go-getter and the aggressive person and, you know, the macho or... or um, or you're at the other end of the scale where people think you're a walkover. You have to stay yeah. in that category. You can't be one or the other. You can't sit down and cry. Right. <laughs> so someone was being mean to you because they're kind of perceiving your aggressive presence as kind of uh, an affront to them. So they'll start pushing at it and they'll start picking on you. And you're like, uh, I mean, you can sometimes it, you can have this minute where you're like, hang on, why are you bloody picking on me? It's not fun. And mm-hmm. you can't have that weak moment because you're a strong person and you can't have that strong moment when you're a weak person. It just doesn't mm-hmm. work for people. And then they get and then they meet a horse. <laughs> <laughs> and the horse just looks at you and goes, I yeah, if you don't listen to what I am saying, I will kill you. Because they are yeah. they're they're, they're six hundred kilo um angel. <laughs> um Yeah. Like for the most part, they do just want to help us and be our friend, and and you know, carry yeah, us about. The, the thing that you're saying about you know you tend to be categorized as either one or the other type of person, someone who gets walked all over or someone who might come on a bit too strong. Mm-hmm. But with the horse, what I noticed, for example, today with this horse. So at the beginning, what was required when I was working with him was to be really strong and present and do not come near me right now, or I will hit you if I have to kind of, kind of energy. But then at the end of our time working, it was a lot more peaceful. And I brought Mm -hmm. him back to the stable and I ran a little bit of body process MTVSS on him and I was brushing him and it was a completely different energy. Mm. And the horse doesn't keep the moment earlier against you. They don't work that way because they're not judging. So you Mm. can be also a much softer energy when that's required. Yeah. It's not like he was like, Oh, you tried to hit me earlier when I reared up at you, so I'm not going to let you pet me now. It wasn't like that. <laughs> yeah, I know. They don't operate like that. They don't. And I've seen, I mean, you look at, okay, you have silliness on the internet and stuff like that. But, um, like, you know, my horse won't ride unless he's wearing his purple numna. 
and he prefers, you know, he prefers this type of saddle to this type of saddle. Uh, no, <laughs> he don't think that much. <laughs> he prefers cars. <laughs> um, it is, they don't have that point of view. Like, if you were to say being that aggressiveness towards him in the stable, he, he'd be like, he's like, it's okay, uh, you know, this is maybe the problem. Some people will stay being this aggressiveness towards mm-hmm. an animal and that animal starts to either cower and go mm-hmm. into themselves a bit more and become less than they can be. Or mm-hmm. if you meet a difficult one who's like alpha as well uh, to your alpha that you're being, it's like you're going to start clashing heads and there will be problems. Um, yeah. Whereas you need to be like, he's, they're willing to show you you know why? Why he understood what he had to do, which was to go around in a circle on the end of a rope because he's trained yeah. to that. And you kind of have to ask the question: What was in his head to make him go against his training and you know put you to test? He didn't have to do that. Like I mean, like I've horses and they will just go all day long in a circle and they're fine with it. So mm-hmm. this guy was like, you, he, he, you know. You ha- can we just acknowledge this, that he was actually in his head, you know, this person is ready to do this and we're going to change. He could just as easily have stayed going around in a circle. And, mm-hmm. you know, especially when his, his, his owner or his trainer was there and he kind of knew he, he, he knows what he needs to do and he can do it immediately. But he chose to show you this energy, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's something that's really cool with horses. That, mm-hmm. You know, whereas a person, you know, if you're working with people, they'll always, people kind of give you what you want and they kind of, once they know we're trained to answer the question in school and maybe standing up for you, standing up to you, so get you to stand up for yourself would be um, um, something that maybe we could do more often, getting people to stand up for themselves. And yeah. This is something, this is an interesting conversation. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, but thank you for bringing that up. That's amazing. Yeah, and, um, I think it's a pretty good example of how a horse can be, you know, so conscious that they make you become more conscious yeah. about stuff, about what yeah. you're unwilling to be, for example. Yeah, that's brilliant. <laughs> um. And I think we have a caller cool. that I want to, um, I'm going to unmute her now. Let me just get me, me, um, my technology thing in order. Do, 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 do. <laughs> okay. Um, hang on. And, okay. Do we have Mary? Can Mary yes, you? you do. Hello, Mary. How are you? Hi. Hello. <laughs> um, so, you have a question. I do. If horses are in fact conscious, as you both have been describing, <clears throat> and more people knew about that, difference could that make to things like riding schools and how we teach children to be with horses? And I just wondered mm-hmm. if you wanted to chat around that. <laughs> uh, well, wow. Um, <laughs> that's a really good question that is <laughs> imagine if like I'm just thinking of because I that's something that I is very much in my reality I, I teach in riding schools and I'm around people that are learning on horses and people that are around horses and, and if if everyone was learning what consciousness was with the horses the horses were teaching them how to be conscious as myself and Laura all have been speaking about. They were willing to be the energy that was required, whether it was softness or or aggression or um, expanding out there. So what kind of planet would we be on? Wow. (laughs) If everyone was willing to be present. Okay. Hello, Orla? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Sorry. I, I thought yeah. I lost you. Um, no, no, I'm still here. <laughs> would you like to um, say a few words to Mary? 
Yeah, I'm just kind of thinking a little bit about the question and wondering mm. what it would be like if we actually did teach horse riding in a way where we brought in the whole topic of, well, what if your horse actually is conscious? And what does that mm. mean? And how can that change things? Um, and the first thing that kind of that I kind of thought about is one of the things that I think would change is that we would ask a lot more questions than we mm-hmm. are right now in the way we're learning horse riding in most places. Like, for example, before you get on a horse, you one of the questions you can actually ask is, truth, will, will you take care of me? You can ask the horse that. Will you take care of me if mm-hmm. I ride you today? Um mm-hmm. If something happens like what happened today with me with that horse, instead of only making the person wrong for whatever way they manage the horse, you could ask them a question like, okay, well, what is this? What's required here? What energy do you require to be right now? What's the horse asking you to be right now that you've been unwilling to be? So you could Mm. bring questions into it. And not just make the person maybe wrong for whatever way they've managed it, but actually ask them, what is this? What mm-hmm. do you need to do or be different here? What's the mm-hmm. horse asking you or requiring mm-hmm. from you? That's one of the things anyway that that comes yeah. up yep. that would be different. <laughs> and um, and of course, about- yeah, yeah, sorry. No, I was Go just on. going to say, and then the other thing is you can integrate all these other tools, like we were talking earlier about the zone of awareness. I had never mm-hmm. been taught that in any horse riding school. And, mm. you know, if I were to teach horse riding to someone, including those tools, that would be one of the things that I would teach them would be, well, you know, a horse has a zone of awareness. Can you yeah. try and perceive the zone of the horse that you're working with right now? And can you ask to match that zone Yeah. and see what that creates and just notice what's different when you use these tools? Mm. And I'm just thinking of how much more people would receive from their lessons, you know, the mm-hmm. like, you know how to you go for a lesson and you know how to post, as they say in America. Um, you learn how to sit and stand, trot, rising, rising trot. Um, mm-hmm. That's like you learn how to do that, and like, what if what you were learning was how to be present in your life and right. engage with people and not do judgment and right and wrong, and this is the way it should be. And like, you know, um, this is the way. And when something shows up that isn't the way it's meant to be, how many more? Like, if there was, if that didn't exist, how many more people? How much happier would people be if there was mm-hmm. no such thing as the right way of doing things and the wrong way of being? And you know, we can't say this and we can say that. And and there'd be a lot less people upset with what other people were saying. And maybe that would help people a lot more. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, Mary, are you with us? <laughs> I am. And I wanted, <laughs> and I wanted as well. You had that. You talked about body work on horses. Mm. Um, and actually, the consciousness of the horse telling you, quite physically, what it mm. requires. I mean, if that were available in standard riding, I wonder what difference that would make to the riders' bodies if they recognized that bodies actually had a consciousness as well. Mm. Cool. Yeah. That is... You could change the world. It totally (laughs) could. (laughs) (laughs) It's It's such a different concept to what is available to people these days that people are not what's available it's a different concept to what people are willing to look at and receive that you um to think about it it's a it's an amazing question and to think about it is exciting 
and then yeah. what would it take for it to show up more, you know, and and to find the people that are willing to come and learn from myself and Orla how these tools are and take them home to their writing schools and, you know, how much more value would you bring to the kids in your in your writing school if you had one and, and you were teaching them that they could be conscious with their bodies and ask for things to show up differently? Oh, yes. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, Orla, you were... You this is a riding school where this horse is in in yeah. um Mexico. Yes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. how would it be how would it be in Mexico if you had this do you think if you went in These and, tools? and were taught were taught those tools in the class? I think it would be really cool. Um however I am aware that there's definitely a lot of people in the horse world that are not really willing maybe to receive these tools <laughs> sometimes <laughs> like yeah. obviously it's not everybody I know but I have noticed definitely that you know like that there is a lot of people who already have really strong points of views about what's right and what's not right about working with horses mm-hmm. and in some cases they may not always be very well received the tools and I think those people just to just to, for a second I think those people have that in their life like what you were saying about how this horse was showing you in your life where you were before you had something yeah. that you could perhaps work on with them um, you know yeah. being more present for an aggressive mm-hmm. those people that like they're it's what they're in their life as well they're maybe not willing to see that probably when you're not willing to be there with the horses you could bring you know and so this is the big question it's not just about having a lesson on a horse and having a bit of fun for an hour it's about you know consciousness with the horse and are you yeah. are you willing to be that you know yeah because they're constantly asking you to step into more yeah <laughs> and and, so and are you is, willing to do that? What would it take? Yeah, that's it. I, mm-hmm. I wonder. And I kind of get that now. Like there are, are still plenty of people that need judgment to operate and they will um, they'll decide that the horse was wrong and he shouldn't have reared up in front of me and he's now dangerous and um, you have to get rid of him. And how, you know, if you hadn't been conscious. In some case, well, I have to say the place where I'm writing, it wasn't like that. And actually what the teacher did, which I thought was really good, was he showed me exactly the energy I needed to be in that moment. Mm. You know, he, he, he doesn't do access and he didn't use the words maybe that we use in access. But that was the idea. He went and he beat that energy with the horse and showed me. And yeah. he wasn't with me because he got pretty tough with me in the moment. Like, you don't do this. You're going to get out, walked all over. <laughs> so he showed me exactly what was required. Yeah. He was showing, yeah. He wasn't making mm-hmm. you wrong or perhaps the horse wrong. Like in another scenario, I would know for a fact that they would have decided that this horse is now behaving badly. And you'd have been like, okay, Orla, we're so sorry this horse behaved this way, immediately negating and um, destroying whatever he was trying to help you change and mm-hmm. taking him away and perhaps punish them or overwork him until to the point where you go around in a circle and do as you're told and don't think mm-hmm. for yourself. And that's maybe that is an approach that, like, it's not, it's not, no, it's not a nice way to be at all. I don't think mm-hmm. anybody would like that done to themselves, not to mind. Uh, you know, and they do with the horses. But, um, yeah, that's cool. Um, Mary, are you with us? I am. Cool. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm still wondering about your question, Mary, and really what would it be like if we did teach all these tools when we're teaching horse riding? It would be so cool. 
<laughs> I'm just thinking you guys should be setting up some sort of franchise, conscious horse, conscious rider, riding schools. Yeah. Yeah. There is something. In <laughs> I agree. Here. It would be really cool. <laughs> I have uh, plans on that there um, for a, a conscious center, an echoing con- something like that is definitely happening yeah. in the west of Ireland. And if yeah. someone is interested in finding out more, they can have a shout at me. You'll find me on Facebook, on the Access website. Or Orla. She's half Irish. She knows what she's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> she's half Irish. <laughs> um, I but yeah, that's actually... That's something what? I was also thinking of. It's one of the things that I think would be so cool to create riding schools that include all these tools when you're teaching horse riding and mm-hmm. how different would that make everything and maybe for me I think it's yeah sorry go ahead. no I was going to say for me the first thing that I feel really changed when I integrated these tools with horses was how much more I was receiving from the horses like for example mm-hmm. just being on a horse energetically receiving the energetic contribution from the horse and the horse's body when you're sitting on top of a horse. That Mm. was the first thing that actually really I could perceive shifted for me. Yeah. I can talk to, I can talk about that all day. Like everybody (laughs) talks about getting massages and going to bath and going lying on a beach. And I've tried all of those things. (laughs) You could talk about getting a massage, Indian massage, hot stone massage, put me on a horse for half an hour. <laughs> That's where I am at. That's what I'm about. <laughs> okay. It's like, you put me on a horse for half an hour. I, you know, I, I don't know. I didn't know what it was until I met Gary and found out with these tools. But they, uh, horses carry humans. It's like, What's the, how, what's the expression? Human, humankind was built on the back of a horse. You know, it's their job. Mm-hmm. They love doing it. No other creature does this particular thing as well. Carrying people, they carry humanity. Um, right. They love doing it. And when you're willing to get up there and allow them to carry you and look after you and receive from them, which is just mm-hmm. like, okay, anybody will sit on a horse and walk around in a circle. But if you can go where you're talking about and what Mary mm-hmm. was questioning, asking the questions is where you can go where you can actually receive the energy of the horse and what he wants, you, what he's contributing to you. And he's just asking you to wake the hell up and be on planet Earth, you know? Yeah. And just be there and be with him and have fun. <laughs> yeah, and God and you can, made you had fun. <laughs> and you can actually receive when they're taking care of you, which mm-hmm. is a thing that I didn't feel before I had these tools. Like mm. now, I ask before I get on the horse, "Will you take care of me?" And I can actually perceive when it's a horse that is taking care of me and that's got my back, <laughs> which is really I- cool. For me, because I, I very often have horses that are maybe not going to take care of me. They're like, you better hold on. We're going for a ride. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, gosh. Today? Okay. <laughs> so you get on them and you gallop for like five minutes. And then he's like, okay, I'm happy. Now we can work. But if you're not ready to go, <laughs> you're left behind. Um, but I now ask him, I, you said that a horse loves work. Is, I mean, my father used to plow horses, plow the fields with horses, and he would say to this day, the horses love work. They get they they work harder at nightfall than they start in the morning. They'll go out and they will stay going, and they will stay going, and they will stay going, and then they will stay going some more. They will just love work. So if you walk out to him, and I've done this, I've practiced it to see what would happen with a particular horse I have at home. We'll go into that in another show on another topic. But I said to him, he was never a happy individual until I went out and went out to him. You have a job. I stood in front of him with the bridle and said, you have a job today, Mr. Jasper. I'm putting this bridle and this saddle on you, and you're going to look after me for the next half an hour. I'm going to get on your back, and you will carry me around the place and not drop me on the ground 
while I'm trying <laughs> to make a video on my phone of me on a horse. And he he kind of just, I swear to God, his eyes used to always like hover and his ears would flicker around. <laughs> and I could kind of, I'm very good at pulling energy and pulling, pulling and, and you know, stuck in the chrome off a Buick, uh, a 1957 Buick, but still in 1957. And he was not having, he was there, he knew I was there, but he was never happy to be like, okay, you're you're the person. He was looking at everything. But when I was like, I kind of just pointed at him in the forehead and I said, I'm getting on you and you're carrying me around the place for a half an hour, okay? <laughs> and you're going to pick up your feet and you're going to put them down again and you're not going to fall over. And he was like, he was just kind of like, like sitting there like a dog, kind of going, okay, yes, the head nodding <laughs> up and down, okay. And the two ears were pinned and the two eyes were wide open and he had this look in his face like it was the first time he'd ever seen me in his life. <laughs> And to this day, that was like six months ago, and he's a completely different animal. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Your job is to look after. I gave him a job. I detailed Uh this. I gave him a job. I said, this is what you're going to do. And to this day, I I laugh at myself because, I mean, I just, I don't know why I didn't do it sooner. (laughs) You know? (laughs) You kind of automatically think it, but this fella just—he was a little bit thicker. He didn't quite get out, get get that he could um he could be responsible for something, you know, like mm-hmm. even a toddler. Here, you carry this loaf of bread in from the car for the shopping, and they're so happy they wander off with the big yeah. loaf of bread that's nearly bigger than them, and they fall over, and then they get up and they <laughs> keep going. <laughs> he was a bit like that. <laughs> anyway, that that's his um. It's coming that's to so me cool. at the end of our show. Oh. Yeah. We are. Oh wow! So Mary, just quickly, have you um, any more questions that we can answer in the last three minutes and five seconds? <laughs> no, you. But you have infused me as a non-rider oh. to one day actually try it. Although I'm probably more likely to try healing animals before I um, on, yeah. on a back. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I, it's been I'm, great. They do love Thank that. you so yeah. much for coming on the show, Mary, and for asking those really, really cool questions. You're so welcome. <laughs> yeah. And I have a question for you before you go, just really quick. I wonder what would you receive from a horse if you were to go and spend an hour with one? Would you? What healing would you receive, and what could the horse? Maybe not healing. What what awareness could they give to you? That's just emptied my head. I have no idea. <laughs> but I'm willing to find out. Cool. Awesome. Cool. Wow. So we have two minutes left and I would like to just quickly address the um the classes the access conscious horse conscious writer class. And if anybody listening to this show has uh a, an inkling that they'd like to do one um, where they can find out about them and how they can get into contact with people and maybe they'd like to have one in their area. Um, Orla, do you want to talk about that? Um, yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to be organizing um, Tasters, uh, Conscious Horse, Conscious Rider class in January in Mexico, near wow. the city of Near Me- one hour from Mexico City. <laughs> wow! Oh, I love. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I've been. Uh, I'm in the west of Ireland, and I'd love to go to Mexico in January. Frankly, have a bit of warm weather and some fun with some horses. <laughs> we should totally do that. <laughs> <laughs> that would sound amazing. Um, and if you're you're wanting to host us, you can go conscioushorseconsciousrider dot com, accessconsciousness dot com. Uh, you can find myself or Orla on those pages. Uh, where else? We're on Facebook, ConsciousHorseConsciousRider.com. Uh, no, on Conscious Horse Conscious Rider on Facebook, just Conscious Horse Conscious Rider. And um, go on there, like the page, send us a message. You'll find me on on um, Facebook as well. You'll find Orla on Facebook. And just, I mean, if you want to come on the radio show or if you want to ask us questions, drop us. The end of the show is approaching. Okay. So, Arlette, it was amazing talking to you. 
Yes, you too, Eileen, and also Mary, and thank you. It was amazing. Okay, guys. Bye. See you soon. Bye, everybody. Bye.